apologies everyone for no episode last week but no just kidding <laughs> what did you say i cut out right when you said something oh i said it, i said it's been a stressful holiday so sorry for no episode last week oh <laughs> <laughs> man happy holidays to all you football fans out there uh, mm-hmm. my gift to you no patriots in the playoffs yeah we should all feel blessed this year <laughs> what a weird what a weird playoff it's gonna be man I know what they added the extra team on both sides and everything. Yeah. It's going to be, it's just going to look a lot different. Oh man. They added an extra team and we still missed. Woof. <laughs> man. Adding that extra team is, has made for like a intense week 17 coming up here. So, which mm-hmm. we'll obviously talk about a little bit, but uh, yeah, guys, welcome back. Like I said, sorry, we, but it has been a busy time and just, it's hard to make schedules work when we're all over the place. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, first of all, it's episode 62 this week. Um, the 60s are really lame numbers, but the only good name I could find that anyone might know is Jason Kelsey, brother of Travis Kelsey, plays for the Eagles. There you and go. the only one, the only one that I could find was our our current. What is he? Left guard. Yeah, Joe Tooney. He's a he's a draft pick a while back. He's actually been super good, but he's a candidate that could be traded. So for all you lineman fans out there, there you go. A couple of studs. Nice. Um, well, yeah, let's, uh, so we didn't get a chance to talk about week 15, but that's okay. Um, but we will just recap what happened to the Patriots and Steelers, I guess, just for our own sake and, I don't want to say for our own sanity because it was kind of it's, an insane yeah. week for both of us. So, uh, but yeah, do you want to talk about the Dolphins and Patriots, Ben? We lost to the Dolphins. Uh, we lost to the Dolphins. Um, happens every year. No. <laughs> happens every year. Shut up. In Miami, um, I mean. Yeah. I'm like, where to start? I don't even know, man. I can't even. Because I know I have to talk about the Bills game after this. Let's give some (laughs) credit to the Dolphins, though. Very well-coached team. They've had a good year. I think both sides of the ball are playing well. And then looking at the Patriots, both sides of the ball aren't playing very well. And let's look at the Dolphins here. Tua went for 145 and an interception. He didn't even have that good of a game. But that uh, Ahmed running back guy, he went for 122 and a touchdown. So he had a good game. The run game was there. The passing game wasn't all that great. But, man, just 12 points. 12 points in a freaking game. And we scored last next the next week that we'll talk about. It's just so frustrating to watch this team. And they cannot get in the freaking end zone. It drives me nuts. They always get stopped, and they always end up kicking field goals. And they haven't been super consistent at getting those field goals either. So it's even more frustrating to watch them miss those opportunities. Yeah, it's annoying. Put up up 12 points. You can't beat someone by putting up 12 points. Right? I mean, you can't beat people with field goals. Right. you got to get in the end zone. They don't have anybody that's getting in the end zone. Cam, man, I love Cam. I know I've said this before. And I want it to work out so badly. Um, I just don't know if it is going to work out. He he looked really good at the beginning of the year. And it's just gone downhill. It hasn't gotten any better. There's been glimpses of his athleticism and his ability. But it, it's just not consistent enough. And I mean, mm-hmm. they, at the quarterback position, I mean, consistency is a huge factor. And it's... It's not there. Um, like all my frustrations with this team are, are continuing. I want them to get the ball to James White because I think he's a good playmaker. They're not doing it. I want them to get Nikhil Harry involved more. They're not doing it. I mean, who? I don't. I don't even know what the tight end position is. Like we were before we started recording, I have no idea what's going on there. And I don't. Like I saw, I was looking at a mock draft. And they were projecting the Patriots to take a tight end in the first round. I don't want that. <laughs> like, ugh, like with the top ten pick? Are you kidding me? Like, if they're in the top ten, I don't know what they're at right now. It might be like twelve or eleven. But 
don't don't take a tight end. Let, let's get somebody else. And and this defense. And we we said this from the beginning of the year. And I think I just put too much on Bill Belichick being like, he can coach this team up. He can get them where they need to be. A lot of the guys on the defense are young. A lot of these guys on the defense are inexperienced. And with the guys that opted out due to COVID, they were huge playmakers. And I just tried to turn a blind eye to that and be like, don't worry, Bill can put whoever in there. Hightower, Chung. I mean, some of these other guys that haven't come back for due to COVID opting out, they are huge contributors and it's hurting this team. So that's where I'm at with these guys. And right. like I said before, the dolphins are playing good football currently in a playoff spot, right? Um, yeah, I believe, well, you know what? I don't know if they're in the spot or not. Um, let's take a look at this. Oh yeah. I think they are. Cause if they win this week, they're in. The Colts are the ones that are kind of the odd man out. Yeah. So so props to the Dolphins. I hate losing to division rivals. And I mean, I'll talk about the next one. But that was our week. What was that week 15? So Yeah. And the thing is, the Dolphins didn't play that well. They played okay. Right. And But I mean, 22 points was enough to beat us. And that's especially in the way that the league, the teams are playing in the league today. It's just like the Saints last week put up 52 points. I mean, man, you can't put up 12 points and win a game. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it did for the Super Bowl back in 2018, but I don't know. This, uh, man, I'm speechless. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say, man. Uh, This is so frustrating. I don't like this. And this is new for me, so I <laughs> I'm struggling, if you guys can't tell. So there's my recap of week okay. fifteen for the Patriots. Let's uh how about your oof, I guess you got something else to say here too about the Steelers. Yeah, this game was one of the worst <laughs> was one of the worst Steelers games I've ever watched. Uh against the Bengals that week on Monday night. Felt like the perfect, like, get-right game, you know, for, like, Big Ben and for the offense and everything. It was like, oh, yeah, playing a crappy QB. Just everything seemed like this This was the game we're going to turn it around, right? And it just did not happen. Uh, the offense just struggled and struggled. And I'll talk about Week 16 game as well. They ended up beating the Colts, but even at the start of that game, it was struggling. Anyway, just seems like... Like, the Steelers have gone three and out. Like, I saw some stat or during this whole game, or maybe it was early in the Colts game, it was, like, 50% of their mo- of like the drives in their last, like, two games or 53% or something, they've gone three and out. Like, it just seems like every time they get the ball, I have no confidence that they're going to, like, move the ball at all. The running games went, okay, Benny Snell is the worst running back I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> and here's why. The dude has no awareness of, like, his body or where, like, his guys are, where the defenders are. He just runs straight ahead and doesn't, like, runs into guys. He doesn't, like, he doesn't, like, just a simple, like, little shoulder turn could get him, like, an extra yard, you know. But instead, he just runs right into the back of a guy. Or, like, he like the Steelers need a yard, he loses three. Like, it's frustrating. And then, like, anyway, this last week against the Colts. Where was James Conner in this game? Wasn't he playing? No, Connor was still. He wasn't back yet. Yeah, he was still out. But like even this, even this last week, there was an update that was like the Steelers intend to give Benny Snell more snaps and kind of make him the lead back. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, why the hell would they do that? <laughs> and, Just to drive you crazy. But then it showed. Anyway, I won't talk about the Colts game right now. But like James, James Connor's better than Benny Snell. I'm just, I'm just here to say that. But Snell just is so frustrating in that way. Like, like. Some there's some games where he like takes a while to get going, then he finally does and kind of hits some big holes. And but like it seems like if you need a yard, that guy's gonna lose three every time. Um, the the run game's just been atrocious. And this anyway, everything just reared its ugly head here. Turnovers. Uh, ben fumbled a snap, threw a terrible pick. Um, anyway, after after this game, I was pretty like I was like, man, maybe got to worry about what's happening here, but. 
Uh, anyway, a little more optimism after the next week's game, like I said, which I'll talk about. But this game just was awful. And it also kind of took the Steelers out of the running for the first seed kind of officially. Um, it, was, it was kind of an outside chance anyway with the Chiefs. But, uh, yeah, it just was kind of deflating in general. And, like, then it kind of gave the Browns some life in the division. And Anyway, all that BS. But Was that deflating was, comment a shot? No, but that's not appreciated right now. Oh no, no. I could I can never do that to you right now. Liar. But yeah, I mean, there's really not much else to say here. I guess Ryan Finley somehow ran all over the Steelers and was bad enough that the Bengals benched him the very next week, but we (laughs) lost to him, so it's great. But anyway, so fifteen in general wasn't that great. Yeah, no, it sucked. All right. So with that, let's jump to week 16. Yeah, we'll talk about some week 16 games. Um, we're going to talk about the Dolphins again. So Dolphins beat the Raiders by one here. But, okay, I didn't see the end of this game, but apparently, like, Gruden made some bad calls or something. Like that, or he, like, anyway, the, I think the Raiders hit a field goal late or something, but then the Dolphins were able to get into field position to kick a field goal and win the game. Yeah, and they brought in Fitzpatrick to make the comeback. Um, I don't mm-hmm. believe. Let's see, like Tua only went uh, ninety-four yards for a touchdown, so I don't think Tua was having his best game. Um, but then Fitzpatrick comes in, sparks this comeback, and really the the only thing I want to talk about in this game is the pass that Fitzpatrick made. Um, he got face masked. But, like, so bad that, like, it turned his helmet. So, like, when he threw the ball, he wasn't even looking downfield. Like, his head was completely turned the other way. Yeah, yeah. And he just, like, let it go, and he completes a deep ball, and then they were able to kick a field goal to win, I believe is how they ended the game. And just, uh, I think on Twitter, Patrick Mahomes commented and said, like, that's the best no-look pass I've ever seen or something like that. And I don't know what the Dolphins' strategy is here. Like, it seems like they want to let two a roll, but, like, they're not afraid to pull him, right? Like, yeah, it seems like they're kind of, like, ride the hot hand almost. Or, like, mm-hmm. or like two is our guy, but if he, but if we, we haven't seen enough from him, then we'll bring in Fitzpatrick sure. sort of thing. So, I, like, I don't know if that's something that can work in the playoffs. I mean, it's worked the last game at least. I mean, I think they've done it a couple times throughout the season. So this gets the Dolphins to 10-5. and five. Uh, And the Raiders, again, just a confusing year where they've played super well against some of these really good teams. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of drop the ball against these maybe lower-tier teams. And it's like they beat the Chiefs this year. Maybe yeah, they, they seem to be confusing every like, – in recent years like this, like yeah. it's like you kind of, you kind of look at their team and they're like, oh yeah, they have they have lots of talent like on that offense, you know, um, and then I don't know, they just but end they up just have like a mediocre. really good looking game like against the Chiefs. It's like, oh man, the Raiders, okay, yeah, and then then this game is like, oh okay, the Raiders, <laughs> but I don't know, I don't know what their deal is. So I mean, the Raiders aren't in a playoff spot, so. I don't know what Derek Carr's situation is going to be like, but this is really good for the Dolphins because it really puts them in a position to get into the playoffs here and to, I don't know, for the AFC East that's been so bad for so long, the Bills and Dolphins having great years. Um, kind of nice to see. For, I'm sure for other people to look at the AFC East and be like, oh, this is refreshing. To see like a couple of good teams come out of this division that aren't based out of New England. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see what the Dolphins do in the playoffs with their quarterback situation. Um, I also saw something on like a social media platform in regards, it was a tweet that someone made in regards to, to, uh, Oh, Mike Lombardi. I think he's the guy that did it. And he just said that Tua doesn't do anything at a, an elite level, speed, accuracy, quickness, uh, pocket presence, things like that. He just said there's nothing elite about what he does. Um, and I don't necessarily agree with that, 
but I can see the point he's trying to make because and I think that kind of can tie into him being pulled for Fitzpatrick so easily or what seems like it's so easily because if Tua were more elite at some of these things, then maybe they wouldn't be so quick to pull the trigger on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, he is coming off of a, an injury. He's first year in the league. Uh, you know, new new team, new offense, new scheme. So I, I'm not going to like make my decision on Tua right away here. But it's interesting that people feel that way about him already. And I don't know, like if so, like the Dolphins have a nice draft pick in this draft. They have the Houston Texans pick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if they get a nice weapon, a receiver, or maybe a running back take some pressure off of Tua by getting him a, a nice weapon. I don't know. That's why I don't want to like judge too quick because I think this team has done a lot on the defensive side to get better and they've started to on the offense, but I think they still need want to add a couple more pieces before the rebuild is done or, or whatever you want to say. Yeah. And I think, I think the way obviously like Burrow and uh, Herbert were, are playing, you know, like then, the Dolphins also probably feel a lot of pressure to be like, you know, we need to figure if they're out of this guy's the guy. And so it says, anyway, it's hard to do that in the first season. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't envy their position, but I think what you're saying that Dolphins offense needs like, you know, Devonte Parker's probably not like a true number one, you know, but like they need, they, they just need like some weapons, you know, and that could help there. So I think that's kind of maybe their next, uh, thing that they'll do is address maybe the offense a little bit more and then see if Tua can flourish with some other help around them. Right. So like if, if the Dolphins can walk away with a, uh, in the first round, they have two picks, they have three picks. Yeah, I think they, for sure they, they have, have a lot of picks. Yeah. If they can walk away with at least a wide receiver and an offensive lineman, someone to protect Tua, someone for Tua to throw to, whether that's a receiver or running back, whatever they want. I mean, go receiver, get a running back in the second round. But that that's a quick fix. I mean, that's that would be great for your young quarterback to have. So, yeah, we'll see mm-hmm. what the playoffs hold for the Dolphins. It would be very interesting to see if they could have, like, a Titans type of run. I don't anticipate that, but – and when I say that, I mean Titans run from last year. Um, but anyway, yeah, Fitzpatrick okay. makes the throw of the year in this game, and – there we have it. Let's go to Falcons Chiefs. And I mean, this game wasn't necessarily entertaining, but this game just fits the the comments that we both agreed on. But I know that you outlined first of all was that you know the, the Chiefs are winning games, but they're not blowouts. And this is another example of that. And I know we've highlighted multiple games that are similar to this. Yeah, where it's not by a lot. So. Um, Man, I even looked like the Chiefs were going to lose this one, yeah, late in the game, you know, and then they were able to. Right. Um, so I guess where to start, like the run game, not very good. Todd Gurley getting demoted. Uh, that's a big storyline here. Um, man, I'm glad I got off of him on, like I, I moved off of him in fantasy. Because mm-hmm. uh, like, I don't even know. This is a team that could draft a running back in the draft. Yeah. Um, but this is a Calvin Ridley game. Man, Hayden Hurst helping me out in fantasy with some of these leagues I was in, and yeah, you know, TV praying, and he he came around. Uh, but Calvin Ridley, 130 yards. Matt Ryan went for 300 and two touchdowns. The Falcons, and this is the team that I've kind of thought they would be over the past couple of years. Uh, they kind of had flashes of of that team in this game. Obviously they didn't get the job done, but they, they hung in there with the chiefs and I mean, the chiefs in this game, they tried to do some like, uh, what was it? It was like a trick play where it was like a, a it was like RPO. And then Mahomes like does like a wheel route upfield. And then the idea is that Mahomes will be missed and be open. And then they'll just, the receiver or whoever ends up with the ball will just throw it to him and a safety stuck with him and like picked it off fairly easily or got oh, okay. or whatever he did, you know? And so I don't know if it's the chiefs were just getting too cute with it, but 
Uh, and then Mahomes threw another pick in this game. Right after Tyreek Hill says that my quarterback doesn't throw interceptions. In re- what was that in reference to? Oh, it was in reference to like uh, someone said. So you know the Buda Baker, DK Metcalf play where Buda Baker picks off the ball, he's running, Metcalf chases him down, uh-huh. and tackles him. So someone, some reporter or somebody asked Tyreek Hill, "Could you do that?" And he said, "I don't know. Like my quarterback doesn't throw interceptions like that." But like in this game, he did. And then and actually Tyreek Hill had to chase the guy down. Uh, and he Didn't, actually almost turned oh. he almost turned over the ball. Like he he punched it out, but it went out of bounds. Oh. Didn't Mahomes throw like three picks just the just a week before this? <laughs> or he he threw three oh, picks yeah. against the Dolphins. Remember whenever they played the Dolphins? Was that last week? Let's just take a quick. I think break. it was like two weeks ago. Oh yeah, it was. You got, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, uh, I think you're right. Like. You know, obviously we all believe the Chiefs are probably the best team in the NFL still. Um, at least I do. But like uh looking at Mahomes numbers, like just I mean, he's phenomenal, but at the same time, he's not quite the world beater that we've like come to know, you know, as much. And so uh again, sorry to keep being a dead horse, but we kinda have a little bit of proof maybe that this team, you know, isn't quite the scary juggernaut that we kind of saw the mass before so like chief's offense is elite it's fantastic best in the league probably the That's defense cool. though really isn't that good they have some pieces uh i feel I like it's their defense that's been carrying them their offense like so they scored 17 in this game you know they scored no that's true i mean it's 32 like this team already has locked up the number one spot they are like we have talked about they're the favored team in the afc in the afc do you think they're bored at any point where they're just trying to get through the regular season because they know they just need to get to the playoffs and then they can go to another level that makes sense you know what i mean i think there's probably part of that i think i think in a game like this maybe they try a few different things or they it's like oh we're playing atlanta we've already locked up the number one seed because of the Steelers recent losses. Mm-hmm. Let's just go out there and try a couple things. I don't know. Like, like I don't know. I, I was thinking about that too. And cause I feel like there were years where the Patriots had that kind of mentality where it was like, we just need to get through the regular season and get to the playoffs so that we can, we know what we need to do in the playoffs sort of thing. And I wonder if the chiefs are at that point now too. Well, probably. So, anyway, um, but yeah, Atlanta showing a little something. But Julio and Matt Ryan are probably going to get traded. So, yeah, teams in do I think he's probably due for an overhaul there. So, <laughs> man, I take Matt Ryan. Oh, a hundred percent. I take Julio Matt Ryan. and Matt Ryan. <laughs> okay, let's go to a couple of teams in our respective divisions. But mm-hmm. not our favorite teams, the Browns and the Jets. And look at the Jets. So, Just yeah, the Jets themselves in the foot. The, the Jets are interesting, right? Because you think, I mean, everyone wants Trevor Lawrence, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, if you believe in integrity of the game, you know, you believe that maybe karma will help them out. You know, they'll something good will happen from this because they're actually trying to win. You know, um. Well, who really knows with this team? <laughs> Adam Gase is going to be fired after this week, so there's that. So, they wait till the end of the year. I mean, yeah, okay. I guess it tank, works, but... Tank commander is gone, or will be gone. But yeah, the Browns got hit by COVID like Saturday last week, so they were like... <laughs> they were down a bunch of receivers. They had to like bring up guys from the practice squad and game plan like Saturday night. Um so the Browns didn't look so hot in this game, obviously, but but yeah, I mean the Jets locked up the or I'm not sure if they're locked into number two. I think they are, but you know the Jags got number one pick because of this. So the I was just looking over some of the stats of this game. Um, you would expect to see like the receiving like yards and receptions and all that to be pretty low because yeah, they were pulling up these guys that weren't part of the regular receiving group. Um, but 
looking at the rushing stats, like Chubb had 11 carries, 28 yards, one touchdown. Hunt, four carries, 11 yards, one touchdown. Yeah, they got in the end zone with those carries. But, I mean, 28 yards and 11 yards from, like, what we consider to be one of the best backfields in the NFL, if not the best backfield. They only ran the ball, like, 18 times total all game, and that's including three rushes by Baker, so that doesn't really count. Like, they ran the ball 13 times. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, that's very confusing. Hmm. But I guess when they're averaging 2.5 yards a carry, <laughs> you can see why you might want to abandon that. Yeah, um, but I also feel like if they would have stuck with it, they some somebody would have broke for something at some point. Chubb always seems, yeah, Chubb always seems to get these chunk runs, you know. But, um, but yeah, I mean the Browns lose and they got to beat the Steelers this week to to get in the playoffs. Uh, let's talk about the Jets. Let's talk about my guy Jamison Crowder. He threw one pass for 43 yards and a touchdown. He ran for one ta- one attempt, 14 yards. He r- had seven receptions, 92 yards, and a touchdown. I was playing in all. a 20-team league, uh, and I was in the final. Uh, ben Huber runs the league, and so I just, I don't know, 20-team league is like a lot of, it's probably the most I've played with in the league before. Uh Man, and I ended up winning because I played Jamison Crowder. Like, the guy just put me over the top. Finally paid off, eh? Finally paid off. I've been on the bandwagon for so long, and it finally came came around and paid dividends. So, Jamison Crowder. Now I got to go get him back from Ben Hubert in Dynasty. (laughs) Yeah. I shouldn't have said that. Well, I don't know if he listens to this, so it doesn't matter. No, fair enough. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, the Jets. They win, and so the Jets get the number two pick. Yeah. So now, better, are they oh, better off taking a tackle? Are they better off taking? They're not going to take a wide receiver. Nobody really knows what. Like now, you know, now it's like almost like they're like let's give Darnold another year with a different coach. But, uh, man, I don't know. Because you got those other quarterbacks like Fields and Wilson at the top. But maybe two is too early to pick those guys. But Fields just balled out against Clemson. Anyway, right. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, did. I really don't know what they're going to do. So, <laughs> But they'll have a new coach in place and everything. So we'll see. I mean, it, it wasn't long ago that Rosen got moved off of, right? Yeah. Or Kyler Murray. I mean, they had the first pick there. And, but I would say that Lawrence is more of a sure thing than Murray ever was. And I mean, I haven't been that high on fields, but I mean, after this last week here where he had a really great game in the sugar bowl, what was that? I don't remember which bowl to be honest, but sugar bowls and Raymond college football playoff. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, he looked really good. So, I mean, I don't know if they look at that and say, Oh yeah, we can move off Darnold. If I was the GM, I'd keep Darnold. I would draft an elite offensive tackle, which I think there is one, like Sewell or something. Mm-hmm. And I would just, I would get some weapons in the second and third round. Yeah, that's what I'd do. But I'm not in charge, so it doesn't matter. Lottie freaking duh. Fair enough. Anyway, there's a okay. problem with the Jets. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go to Kyle's favorite team. Oh man, let me tell you about this game. <laughs> man, we're coming up to mine too. So again, right. you know, if you looked at Big Ben's line here, three forty-one, three touchdowns, you'd think, oh man, he had a great game. Well, he did, but basically in the last quarter and a half of the game. So this offense looked absolutely atrocious again for. 75% well 70% of this game um just could do nothing went down i believe they were down 21 to 7 at half um anyway it looked like another long day for the steelers and it was just you know bad news bears 
Then Ben started throwing down the field, in the middle of the field, to Chase Claypool, a big target who's a big playmaker, as we learned from, like, the first half of the season. And guess what happened? The Steelers started doing some stuff. Um, Deontay Johnson, man, that guy, okay, he's interesting because he, like, looks like a little slot receiver, right? Uh-huh. But it seems like Ben hits him on a lot of deep targets too. Like on these these touchdowns that Ben has had a lot this year that have kind of been deeper, it's kind of Deontay Johnson on the outside beating a guy one-on-one. And Ben Ben can still throw dimes. Like that pass to Johnson was just on point, and he did that against the Bengals too. Like that's, that's the thing. A lot of people are like, is Big Ben done, blah, blah, blah. I mean, yeah, he's not what he used to be. But like then you see him throw a pass like that, and you're like, what the heck? Like why don't you keep doing that, <laughs> you know? It's like it's still there somewhere. He's just got to harness that, and he did in the last part of the third and the fourth quarter in this game. The Steelers come back. It's their largest deficit they come back from, I think, um, in the second half. Um, anyway, and it gives us it gives all Steelers fans hope everywhere. Juju, nine receptions, 96 yards, a touchdown. Deontay Johnson, eight, 74, a TD. Claypool, 4 for 54. Ebron, 5 for 47. Like, Ben was just passing the ball around. And when the deep ball was working, then the little dump-offs were working. Connor caught the ball five times for 45 yards. Like, the teams were catching on to that short passing, right? Because Ben just seemed to not want to throw down the field. Well, when he did, and and it was successful, it opened everything up. So, come back, beat a good Colts team. Like, this, this is a solid win for looking as trash as they did all game and then beating this team at the end, like shutting out. Well, I guess they didn't shut them. The Colts only scored three points in the second half uh, after they scored 21 in the first half. Um, and the defense came to play. They turned over Rivers uh, a couple times, a fumble and a interception. Um, Matt, I'm not sure if anyone really knows this name very well. If you, do, if you don't watch a lot of Steelers, you might not, but... Mike Hilton, he's like their nickelback, they're like nickel corner. Yeah. That guy is like he's he's insane. He looks like this little dude. He's one of the best like run defending corners I've ever seen. And he rushes the passer and then he drops back in coverage and like gets picks and stuff. Like this guy is really good. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyway, TJ Watt got a couple sacks again this game. That guy's a beast. But point is the Steelers are back. No, the Steelers yeah. seem to have a recipe to be back, I guess is what I'm saying. And this was very uh, – all the deflation I had felt over the last two weeks melted away. Man, there you go again saying saying stuff just to get, get me, don't you? Deflation. <laughs> deflation. Right before but, I have to talk about a huge loss. <laughs> You're but, saying it's not intentional, but I think it is. Yeah, sorry, man. Um, I guess one thing I'll say, the Steelers run defense has been a little suspect since, I mean, when, when Devin Bush went out, obviously it, it dropped when Spillane went out, then it dropped more like our running backs right now or running backs, linebackers, middle linebackers right now are kind of outside of Vince Williams, who people might not even know his name. People don't really know anyone who's lined up at middle linebacker. So, uh, like, cause Taylor and Hines kind of ran pretty well here, but, um, they were able to pull it off. So. Needless to say, I'm optimistic. <laughs> After I you had no be. faith in this team, so. No, it's a good win at a good time. Right before, obviously, this next week. Oh yeah, they're you guys are resting players, but you get a good win before the playoff start. Yeah, and honestly, I know there's some skepticism about resting guys, and I know the Steelers have done it before, and then come out flat in a playoff game, and people have been like, they should have never rested, right? But having that bye week change to week four because of the Titans COVID and everything. Like I think Ben just needs a rest. So sit him this week, sit him this week, let his old body recuperate a little bit. Maybe he'll be fresh Ben for whoever their opponent is in the playoffs. But anyway, that's it for that game. But great win. Needless to say. Congrats. Thank you. Um, What What would you like to say about the, uh, so Bills, Patriots, Patriots lost, and that is the recap. No, I'm just kidding. Um, hey, fair. <laughs> Bills win 38 to nine. So last week I 
when we were talking about last week's game, I said, or week 15, I said, you can't win a game with field goals and 12 points. And I mean, in this game, you can't win a game with nine points. Uh, so let's just look at some of these stats here. I mean, you tell me if you're going to win with this. Cam Newton, 5 for 10, 34 yards. Stidham, 4 for 11, 44 yards. Sonny Michelle, 69 yards. Taylor, 38 yards. Cam Newton, 24 yards and a touchdown. I'll stop here. This play that Cam Newton scored the touchdown on was another glimpse of like what he can still do. He, the, the pocket collapses, he gets hit, he stays up, he rolls out. Makes a guy miss, makes another guy miss, tackle, gets into the end zone. And it was like, I want to say it was like a 10 to 15 yard run. So it was a decent amount of space against a good defense. And Mm -hmm. that's when I see that, I just think like, oh, like, why can't you do that every week? Why can't we have these kind of moments and touchdowns that just like it's a huge momentum swing. And Cam has that, I don't know. Whenever I feel like Cam gets in the end zone, it's it's more of a momentum swing than the average player. And I think he feeds off of that and he plays better. Not necessarily the case in this game, but I like to see that. Looking at the receiving game, Myers, four for 45. James White, three for 23. Bird, one for seven. Harry, one for three. Assy, assy, zero for zero. Whatever. Um, just, <laughs> and I, I said this before we started recording I don't think Tom Brady gets this team into the playoffs that's how poorly this team is playing that's how poorly the offensive weapons are I like Myers I like Bird they are not a wide receiver one I still think Nikhil Harry can be a wide receiver one He's just not getting the targets. He's not getting the opportunity. I honestly don't know how healthy he is. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long I can stay on that ship, whether it's a sinking ship or whether it's a float. I don't really know. But the Nikhil Harry ship, I want to stay on, and I want them to try and do something with him. He may not be the number one. He may have to be the number two, the number three. That's okay. He's a big-bodied guy, and I think he can do a lot when he gets the ball in his hands. But he just needs the targets. He needs the opportunity. So we need a wide receiver one. Gonna have to go find it. We might have to trade for it. There's the Julio rumors are coming around again. I don't want to get excited about that, but I mean, I've heard Allen Robinson rumors and stuff. But again, if Cam isn't going to work out, we're going to go have to have to go find a quarterback too. And I don't know if that's in the draft. I mean, I saw a mock that said Mac Jones to the the Patriots, and I don't know if I want that. But enough about the Patriots, because I've already kind of said how I feel about the defense, the offense, all of that. Mm-hmm. Field goals, nine points. If you're, if you're scoring single digits, you're definitely not going to win a game. Um, the Bills, though. Josh Allen is playing fantastic. 320 yards, four touchdowns. Again, that is against a Bill Belichick coach defense. And I know the defense hasn't been great, but that's still a competitive defense. J.C. Jackson still has... I think he leads the league in interceptions this year. I don't think he made the Pro Bowl, though, so that's kind of sus. Um, <laughs> Diggs, what a game from Diggs. Nine receptions, 145 yards, three touchdowns. Fantastic. I think the Diggs-Josh Allen combo has worked out great. And, man, the Bills, like the Dolphins, are just a, a well-coached team on both sides of the ball. And I would argue that the Bills just have the offensive side figured out and the Dolphins haven't yet figured that out. So I just, yeah, uh, Bills are now, what, 12-3. and That's a great year for them. And I think this team, hmm, how far do I think the Bills are going to go? I I see a scenario where they get to the AFC Championship game, but honestly, I don't know if they can get past whoever they play in the AFC Championship game. I like to favor the Steelers for your sake. Uh, and I also think the Chiefs would would beat them in an AFC Championship game. So I I don't know if I see them in a Super Bowl, but I mean, AFC Championship game, sure. I think they could get there. 
So yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think they could. The way they're playing, you know, we could. I could see them giving the Chiefs all they could handle, you know. So it sucks to see it, two it'll be fun. teams in your division that aren't your team. <laughs> yeah, but enough. I gotta like. I've had years and years of being able to watch my team win, and the Bills and the Dolphins have been so bad for so long. But like, shout out to McDermott. I think he's a great coach. I think he has really done well with this team, and I think part of the twelve and three record is well, a lot of it's based on him. I think he's done a really, yeah, excuse me, a really good job with this team, and I don't know if he gets a lot of the credit that he probably deserves. Because um, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be in the running for coach of the year. Uh, should be, but yeah. He, he should be, yeah. So I mean, he's, yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, okay. let's go to our picks because I was winning. Yeah. And now I'm not winning. <laughs> yeah, so we were tied going into week 16. Uh, again, we didn't record last week, so we weren't able to uh, get our picks in. But we did We did write them down beforehand. Um, so we had, uh, we were picking the Colts at Steelers game. Um, you picked the Colts, I picked the Steelers, and you would have been right, like I said, tell about the fourth quarter. <laughs> it was looking very likely. Uh, we picked Rams at Seahawks, you picked the Rams, I picked the Seahawks. Um, Seahawks got the win there. Titans at Packers. Goff. <laughs> yeah, Goff, man. Dude, Goff's another QB that's kind of like a little sus, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hear you. Is he the one that's holding that Rams offense back? Maybe. Um, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> um, Titans at Packers, man. The Packers just spanked the Titans, which, I mean, I know the Packers are good, but I did not expect that. Um, Niners at Cardinals. This was our potential upset. We both went Cardinals, but the Niners did upset the Cardinals. So we at least identified the upset, which was yeah. kind of nice when that happens. And then... Giants at Ravens was our lock. Obviously, the Ravens won. I went four and one that week. Ben, you went two and three. Whoa. So you're four, forty-seven and twenty-nine. I am forty-nine and twenty-seven. Um, you did so it. you made the comeback. You got the last week to make up, and we're not going to. Um. Obviously, I'm not just going to pick all the same teams you did to secure the win. I'm going. We're going to play the straight up here. Okay. So let's get into this week, and we're gonna start off with the Cardinals at the Rams. Chose this game because it has some playoff implications. Cardinals need a win and some other stuff. The Rams need to win to get in as well. So, um, I think I'll pick this game first. Okay. Oh man. They said the Rams are hard to trust, but so are the Cardinals right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm, Rams Rams won't have Goff. Yeah, okay, that's fair. So I think I think Cardinals are my choice. And I, I should have said that. I should have just let you pick the Cardinals and I could have or you said Rams, I'll take Cardinals. I was um, gonna pick the Cardinals though, I think. I gotta make up two games. Do I think that the Rams can win with a backup quarterback? Is Jared Goff equivalent to a backup quarterback? I will go Rams. I'm just trying to get that one. Okay. Wow. Um, Steelers-Browns. So you said that the Steelers, if they lose to the Browns, will play the Browns in the first round of the playoffs. Um, If they lose... Hold up. Let me check on my little uh, playoff machine here. On ESPN. If the Steelers lose to the Browns and the Bills beat the Dolphins, then yes, that would happen. But depending on what the Bills are doing this week. Anyway, there is a chance that, yeah, if the Browns win, then the Steelers would end up playing the Browns. What's your guys' record right now? We are 12 and Three, sorry. Yeah, 12 and three. Okay, so you and the Bills have the same record. If you lose mm-hmm. and the Bills win, they will be the two seed, you'll be the three seed. Yes. Would the Steelers 
No, the Steelers are probably well. They're they're gonna rest guys. I'm gonna take the Browns. Yeah, the, the Browns are gonna be playing starters, and they'll. they'll you know what? I will. I obviously want to pick my boys, but I gotta go Browns too, cause like they're just playing for more. The Steelers. Steelers are resting Big Ben, T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, Joe Hayden's out because he has COVID. Uh, anyway, it's gonna be. A tough week to pull this off, especially against a Browns team that's really fighting for their playoff lives here. So I'll say Browns. Right. Okay, so then you got the next one, Washington at the Eagles. Yeah, so this one's on here. I mean, the, the Eagles are out of the playoffs, but if Washington wins this game, then they are in, I believe. They win the division. But if not, then, I, then it's the winner of the Giants and Cowboys game this week, I think, that gets in. But... I think Washington is my pick here. Well, you know what, though? No, 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 no. Jalen Hurts is going to go off. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> okay, I'll take Washington just yeah. to try and get this game on you. Yeah. Um, I... Okay, let's go Falcons at Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers are going to sit, guys. I don't know for sure, though. So. Oh, Okay. But, I mean, they probably don't want to be – I mean, because the wild cards have seedings too. So, it's like you want to be the best yeah. wild card team. Division game. I'll take the Bucks. Okay. Yeah, here's our potential upset here. But, I don't know. The Falcons are – Falcons are so hard to predict. I'm going to go Buccaneers, too. I just can't in my right mind pick those. I can't pick those Falcons. And then we got Colts over the Jags as our lock. The Colts have to win, and they need one of the Dolphins, Browns, Ravens, or um, Titans to lose in order to get in. So the Colts will be playing for their playoff lives as well. So the Colts will probably win yeah. this game by a lot. Yeah, I think so too. Hang on, the we'll Ravens are playing. I just want to see how the Ravens, Ravens are playing out. the Bengals. Oh. Yeah. Well, Finley did it to your Steelers. Let's see if he can do it to the Ravens. Oh, I hope he does. Okay. All right. So now what? Fantasy. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, let's recap. Championship week. Let me grab my phone here. I mean, I don't have much to say. Did we get a chance to recap the week before? I guess we didn't because we didn't record. But we'll just we'll we'll just talk about championship week here. That's all we and, care about. And maybe how Mark got to the final because that's a story. Okay, so I mean, okay, let's start let's with Mark. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about him getting to the final. So the way that our league is set up, it's an eight-team league. Top four make playoffs. The number one seed does not get a bye, but he gets to pick the matchups. So he gets his pick of the three teams that, that other three teams that made the playoffs. And so in this case, Ben Huber was number one. He chose to play Mark because, I mean. Uh, why, why did he choose to play Mark? Well, <laughs> That's a good question. out of Lauren Brady mind, and Mark, I don't know. I probably would have done that as well. <laughs> you would have picked Mark? I, I, well, part of me thinks he should have picked Jordan. Jordan, Jordan wasn't in the playoffs. Oh, geez, sorry. I'm thinking of a different league. Sorry. Um, sorry. So it was Ben Huber, Mark, Brady. And Lauren. And Lauren. Yeah, you would pick Mark in that situation. But that turned out to be the wrong choice as Mark went on a run very much like the, I don't know, what's the Cinderella story? Can't think of one off the, the Dallas Mavericks from 2011. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Mark really, he had his two best weeks of the year right, right, right when he needed it. Right in the playoffs. So Mark gets an upset win against Ben Huber, and then obviously 
he gets it to win the championship. So let's go to that matchup because that's the one. So Lauren makes the final again. Back-to-back years, Lauren's been in the final. Back-to-back years, he's lost. Of course, all. Yeah, and uh, Mark having Alvin Kamara on his team, you know, that's uh, six touchdowns. Six touchdowns from Alvin Kamara. 56 fantasy points. That is otherworldly. I mean, he also got 40 from Mike Evans. He got, you know, Miles Gaskin had 30 points. Calvin Ridley, you know, goes for about 20. Even, like, his IDP, like, Schobert, 16 and a half. He had negative four from the Texans. Dang. And he still just went off here. See, but that's the thing. Like, Lauren didn't have a terrible week. I mean, 189, that's pretty decent, but. 41 from Diggs. I mean, he Young, played Hurts over Wilson, but that was basically a a swap. Mm-hmm. He played Kittle over Gronk, but I mean, that was only the difference of what six points. So, Young Way Koo yeah. had the worst game of his of his life. Oh, not the kickers really? decide, but <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, just Warren uh, had some guys on his bench that played pretty well, like Samuel and Lavisca Chenault did okay. But I mean, you wouldn't play any of these guys over probably the guy, the decisions he made. There's nobody in his lineup that I would have, on a regular week, said, "Oh no, you should play this guy instead." So I mean, I think Lauren, all of Lauren's decisions were accurate. It's just you you can't compete when a guy's scoring six touchdowns and then Tom Brady's throwing for four and getting benched in the fourth. Uh, Evans going for forty, like we said, just yeah. That Mark had two ridiculous weeks and walks away with a a championship in the dynasty league. So congrats to him. Yeah, um, seriously. That's another. I mean, do we, we don't really care about the other ones, right? Other than yours and Jordan's. Cause that was for the. Right. I mean, I the, the only thing I was going to say is that uh, like Brady beat Ben for like third place, but like if you look at Brady's scoring total, I was just gonna say that's probably why you don't want to play Brady. You know that's why Ben chose Mark, <laughs> but then Mark scored that anyway. Uh, oh yeah, okay, yeah, because Brady went for two forty eight. Yeah, I guess just saying like Brady's team is very very dangerous, and so I understand Ben's choice. You know, it's just funny how it worked out there. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess on the loser side of the bracket, Jordan and I were facing off for the top overall pick. Um. I was able to squeak by. I mean, I beat him. I guess it doesn't look like I squeaked by, but it felt like it did because I had some underperformers. Um, I felt like, well, the reason is because guys I was planning to play, like uh, um, Jarvis Landry got COVID. Uh, Terry McLaurin was ruled out. Um, Devontae Parker was ruled out. So I had to like throw in uh, Salvin Ahmed, but then Gaskin came back and anyway <laughs> um but I was still able to get it done Kelsey's just balls out for me Deontay Johnson you know was pretty solid David Mon- David Montgomery is a really nice development oh also Cam Akers was ruled out last week too who was another guy I was planning to play so I just had a lot of injuries that week but um yeah Jordan had some underperformers so it was just a nice anyway I was able to pull that off and I now own the top overall pick, so I'm not sure what I want to do with it at this point. But You're going to uh, take whoever the Steelers take in, in the first round. Yeah, exactly. But my team, man, my team really came on late in the year, and I'm really excited going forward um, what I can maybe do next year. So it's going to be fun. Here's the thing. I saw a mock that said that, that Najee Harris – Najee Harris? Did I say it? Najee? Yeah, I think so. From Alabama, the running back, who looks really good he was mocked going to the Steelers in the end of the first round. How tempted would you be to take an Alabama running back who is an elite prospect going to your team? I would love that pick because first of all, but then you would have big Ben, you would have Claypool, you would have Johnson, you would have Ebron and you would have Harris. Mm -hmm. You would have like everybody on that offense. I know that I praised 
like, well, I know I was just saying like James Conner is better than Benny Snell, but I think the James Conner experiment of him being like a lead back is probably over. I think the Steelers, I think the Steelers will try to address the running back position in the draft somehow. I know they have been taking running backs, but I think they'll try to take a guy, you know, who's more of a, like a, like a Harris or, you know, someone like that. And so I would love that. They can probably get a, because what, they took McFarland in the fourth? Yeah, it was it was one of the later fourth. rounds. So here's the thing. In the first round, take whatever position you need to address the most, whether that is linebacker, whether that's safety, whether that, whatever it is. I don't know if it's on the defense. It could be on the offensive line, whatever. Second round, those running backs in recent years fall to the second round. Right, right. So, I mean, like Cam Akers went in the third. Cam Akers is a great running back. Dobbins, Taylor... They all went in the second round. Clyde Edwards Hilaire was the last pick of the first round. So, I mean, I don't know. Whoever the Steelers take could be a second round pick. Really it could hope. be really, really good for fantasy and for yeah. real football and all that kind of stuff. I really hope they take one of the top running back prospects because I just think that's an, like based on how the running game went this year. Well, you know what? I think they need offensive line and running back. I think right. I I, so, I could see them addressing O line pretty early, um, but yeah. Anyway, we can obviously talk about that as the draft comes closer. But well, congrats to Mark. Yeah, I seriously, mean, congrats, Mark. Is it a coincidence that Brady, myself, and Mark are the three commissioners of the league, and Brady, myself, and Mark have won? In the first three years. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I don't know if there's a conspiracy theory there. Something fishy going on. (laughs) Probably. Or maybe we're just the best fantasy managers and we just so happen to be the commissioners. Like, I mean, just like on all levels of fantasy, we're just commissioner side, (laughs) manager side. It's just, you know, top notch all the way around the board. I think that is more likely the scenario. I'm going to doubt that. I mean, speaking from the person who finished last in the playoff um oh yeah i think that's accurate so no but good job to mark having a freaking run at the end there congrats oh, yeah, to you seriously seriously the I just, number one pick i think this i think this can show us too that uh and i mean not that um uh, nothing against your team last year ben but i think i think a lot of people weren't expecting you to be the winner last year you know and nope, so yeah i think totally like fair. I think it kind of proves to us that like, just get in there and then, you know, you, you could just blow up, you know, especially Mark's team, right? He just went off. So I think my, like Brady, the first year, I think Brady was the best team. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think, I think we were all very confident in Brady's team, but then myself and Mark, there were multiple teams ahead of us that people would have favored to win. And yeah, no, just like you said, you get in, you got a shot. And you can have your two best weeks the last two weeks of the year. Mark proved that. Um, and, yeah, it's just – it's hilarious because, I mean, I know that – I didn't think Mark was going to win. Yeah, no, I don't think any of us really would have picked him. So, <laughs> but, but, no, good for him. Yeah, congrats. And he'll be going for the pot next year, so. So don't trade oh. with Mark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Isn't that how we were supposed to treat you this year? So, yeah, don't answer um, any any messages, DMs, phone calls, <laughs> letters, pigeons, carrier pigeons. Um, but for man, for for a season we didn't know that would happen. It's right at the end here. We're gonna get playoffs. We're gonna get through this. We're gonna have a Super Bowl. I mean, unless something else happens, but I mean, I'm not going to knock on wood here to not jinx us here, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, there was a, there was a period where I thought the season was going to get canceled and that uh, fantasy wasn't going to happen. And I mean, it was well, yeah, week four or five maybe, but well, yeah, like when the Titans had that first out, you know, every time we heard about an outbreak, I was like, man, yeah. I don't know if the season's going to finish, but they made it, and, and it seems were, like. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna oh. say when they were moving the games and changing bye weeks, I thought, oh man, are they creating this, this kind of 
snowball the small snowball that's just going to build and build as teams have to yeah games and it's just going to become too much and but i don't know it looks like they well obviously they've handled it and things have been adjusted and we're going to get into week 17 and into the playoffs and again no no patriots in the playoffs so you're all welcome and i I don't think it'll be the same i don't know (laughs) if we can count it so can you count a Super Bowl that the Patriots didn't participate in the playoffs? Is my question. I would say no. <laughs> Fair. Kyle's like, shut up. <laughs> it's enough out of you. <laughs> yeah. Zach Wilson. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Zach Wilson's gonna be. Man, the and for best. Christmas I got a Cam Newton shirt. Oh yeah. Oh there. man, you know what? Might be retro already. Heather bought me this. Uh, this. Uh, it's it's pretty ugly. It's like this Hawaiian Steelers shirt. It like has like mm-hmm. pineapples and toucans on it and with Steelers logos. It's the most comfortable shirt I've ever owned. It's like a button up. Like it's a total yeah. dad shirt, and I'm totally stoked to like wear it when I'm yelling at my kids one day. But it's what like Andy Reid would wear if he was a Steelers coach. Yeah, it is. It is. It is the best thing. It's so comfy. Anyway. Point um, is, ask her where, where she got it and where if they sell Patriots versions of this shirt. Oh, they do. I will uh, send you the website. It is like uh, Sports Fan Island or something. It's like the, one of those random Facebook ads that came up. Anyway. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I actually love it. At first, I was like, like, anyway, she obviously bought it as a gag, but I'm like, this is my favorite shirt. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. No, I like this year for Christmas we bought like. For Shepard, we bought him a like I got him a Celtics jersey. I got him like a Patriots uh, Super Bowl champions shirt and like a Red Sox stuff. I mean, I was more excited for all of that than I was like anything that I got. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's that was a fun part of Christmas. And I mean, I'll, like he can wear whatever he wants, but I mean, for now he doesn't really have a choice. So I'll just pick what he gets. Here's a. I'm telling you though, he looks good in it. So this is what it is. Here's a quick question. I know I know we're at the end, but I saw this tweet earlier. It said from Sunday Night Football, it's like name the player who made you fall in love with football. I don't really know if I have a specific player, mm. or if it was just the or team, football. you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of like, like. If I had one, it'd probably be Troy Palmalu, just because he was like, you know, the flowy hair, like making plays, like, you know, I don't know. It's a tough one. Because I just became a football fan, and like the, I like the steel, you know, like I've definitely been less of a player fan than a lot of people are. I think, I think, I think we both have kind of been that way. So. Yeah, I'm trying to think like when I first started rooting for the Patriots back in 2000. 2001, 2002, or whatever. There was never really a player that stood out. Like obviously, over the years, Tom Brady has become a guy like that. But I mean, Gronk was like that for me recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gilmore, as of like today, like I love watching Gilmore play. Like, but yeah, it was probably more of a team. I felt that way about Randy Moss when he played on the team. Yeah. But, I mean, mostly it was the team, and like I've shared before, like the whole underdog beating the greatest show on turf. For me, that was like so cool. Like that, this team that you know they didn't have the best offense. They didn't have they like played together as a team and they were the underdog. That that really like is what made me like them so much. And um, that's a good question though. Yeah, no, I, I would say like really the team to begin with. But I mean, over the years and over the different teams that have come along, uh, Jamie Collins has got to be one of those guys for me. Oh yeah, right. Um, I mean, so there's been a bunch of them, and I mean, and I hopefully we'll get more as the years go by. I like, I like right now the young guys I really like. Chase Winovich is one of them. Nikhil Harry, obviously, I've talked about him. Uh, J.C. Jackson, I think is going to be my next guy too. Uh, I think Gilmore's going to be out, and I think Jackson's going to be our number one guy. But anyway, no. Okay. Um, good question, nobody. Yeah, no, I just I just saw that earlier and I thought it was interesting. But um, can you do can it maybe... for other sports though? Oh, like, it, it's easy for me. It's easier with other sports. 
like yeah, for some Peter reason, For- Peter Forsberg was my guy in hockey. Um, yeah. Basketball was uh, Steve Francis, actually. Oh, okay. Okay. A guy that I watched a lot. I mean, I don't know if that like I wouldn't say he's my favorite player of all time, but he was one that I watched off the beginning. Right. Um. Well, a lot of sports. Yeah, I was just I was actually just thinking. I mean, everyone knows who my basketball player would be, Kobe, obviously, but uh, baseball actually Smush, it's interesting. Smush Parker. <laughs> Smush Parker. Yeah, he actually made me hate basketball for a little bit. No. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> uh, baseball is interesting, actually. Um, AJ Przinsky was the catcher for the White Sox when they won the World Series in 05. I saw I saw an interview with him on like Sports Center one day, and I was like, I kind of like this guy. Like he's kind of a he's kind of a, like a goofy guy, and like um, I don't know, he's like one of those players that like you hate him unless he's on your team. Like you really hate him. Like he does he has a lot of antics. You know, he's like one of those guys that like will kind of get under guy's skin and stuff like that. Right. Um, and so him being on this team that I kind of was starting to like, I was. So it's a total random answer, but like AJ Przinsky, catcher for the White Sox, like I just, it was literally like seeing an interview with him and they were talking about how great of a season the White Sox were having and no one expected it. And I was like, Hey, I kind of like this guy. So (laughs) anyway, so yeah, baseball for sure. I can, you know, that one's kind of obscure. Well, maybe not obscure, but like just more obscure than obviously Kobe Bryant. So. Right. Yeah. Um, That's good, man. I I don't really have a baseball one, I would say. I mean. Yeah, no, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't expect you to at this point, I guess. But <laughs> I mean, Big Poppy was always there, so I mean, that one was yeah. to cheer for David Ortiz, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean. Okay. Well, I think I think we've gone on long enough here. We can, uh, it's kind of fun to have questions like that. Maybe off-season episodes, we'll do things like that more often. Uh but yeah, next week we'll we'll do our playoff preview and predictions probably. Um, don't have any more fantasy to talk, so we'll dive a little deeper into the matchups and uh, things like that. But sounds good to me. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, happy Año Nuevo. Yeah, happy New Year. I forgot. We hope you're all having a great New Year. Hope this year's better than last. Well, I mean, no, because the pages are in the playoffs, so 2021 is already a bust. Well, maybe the 2021 football season will be better, you know? Oh, I hear you. Pretty, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're saying this is all part of 2020 still? Okay, I'm fine with that. That's kind of how I see it, but... Anyways, I think I'm out. See ya.